Welcome back, Discover Listers, to the I Want to Travel podcast. This is Susanna, and today is episode number six. It's the end of the year, and wow, has it been a year. I think we all want 2020 to be over, right? I think it's important to note, though, that out of everything that's happened, it's definitely a year where we've learned um, what really matters, right? From our health to our family and friends and just the little things. We realize how we've taken so many things for granted. I think as travelers, we've taken for granted the ability to just jump in on, on a plane and travel to wherever we'd like. I think that as we've gone through our lives, being able to travel so easily and frequently, we start to lose appreciation of those things. And so what can I say? 2020 is coming to an end and most hopefully 2021 will look so much better. I think there's a lots of hope and lots of great things coming. Um, so fingers crossed that 2021 will be so much better. So let's see in 2020 in regards to the travel industry, because this is a travel podcast and Discoverless is a travel app. I would just like to take a look um, at the year and at the travel industry, maybe talk about some trends and kind of what's uh, where we are now and where we're going into the new year. So for 2020, it started promising. We and the Discoverless team uh, attend the New York Times travel show in New York City every year in January. And as always, it was a great event, lots of countries, tourism boards, everything was great. There was not really any sign of any crazy shutdowns happening. Um, we had just learned about the pandemic started, starting or the virus starting in China, but nothing really showed that it was going, going to reach the magnitude that it actually did. And so we went to New York Times Travel Show, spoke to over 40 tourism boards. They were all excited to partner with Discover List. And we spoke to airline companies and other, met the CEO of JetBlue, and it was all going great. We had lots of promising things happening, and it all went downhill just about a few weeks after the event, actually. Um, we had spoken to tourism boards and actually, um, these poor, uh, countries now are suffering a lot because they, um, rely on tourism. And I'll talk a little bit about that, but kind of just looking at the timeline and how all that happened, that was January. And, um, as some of you may know, and I've mentioned in the past, I, uh, live in New York city or lived in New York City at the time I was living in New York City in January, in Brooklyn to be exact. And um, I'm, I'm originally from LA. So I'm, I'm from LA, but moved to New York City, had been living there for five years. And then when uh, the pandemic happening and there was a lot of ruckus, havoc, what's going on, New York City was the first one hit. Um, and lots of shutdowns happening. And it was scary times at work. We had been told that we needed to work from home and not 
come back to the office for we don't know how long. So the first thing I did was actually grab my stuff and leave to LA. I um, have all my family in LA and was not really sure what was happening. Are they going to close the airports? Am I not going to get a chance to fly back home and see family? So it was a very scary time. I decided to immediately fly to Los Angeles. And in my flight, I flew in March. Um, and it was pretty empty. Um, they had already started cutting the food service and drink service. So none of that was happening. Um, people were a little scared to be near other people. Um, it was a very interesting time and very just unnerving and just not knowing what's going to happen and if if we were going to or what the pandemic was going to do to our country. So then that was in March. Then I flew again a few months later in July. I was in LA from March to July. Um, and then in July, I realized we still don't have to go back to the office um, so I can continue to work from home in LA. But I don't want to pay rent if I'm not living in my apartment in Brooklyn. So I looked into subleasing it and flew. So flew back to New York City in July in order to, to do that and save money. Um, luckily, was able to find someone and then in just a couple of weeks was able to get them settled in um, and fly back to L.A. Again, um, there was no food. And now actually what was happening is they were giving a bag, plastic bag, with uh, one uh, bottled water and two bags of chips. I thought it was a very kind of interesting time and just looking back how I felt when I was sitting in that plane and this was happening. I, um, because I'm from LA, I, I do lots of the cross-country flights and I especially like Delta. They serve a dinner or lunch, depending on the time of your flight, when you are doing the LA to New York um, City flight. So I really miss that. Um, if you've been on a flight that long from coast to coast, you get a little hungry. So I, um, I've learned to just buy something to eat at the airport and bring it with me on the plane. And so sitting there with um, just a bag, a plastic bag of a bottle of water and two bags of chips was, while it was obviously to be safe, it was, I missed, I missed that, that food um, and what they were, what stewardess serve as uh, flying cross country. It's those little things, again, as I was mentioning earlier, that we miss, right? And so then I went back to LA, continued to work from home. And then between July and October, I uh, decided it was actually time to stay home and not move back to New York. So I started searching for jobs and was able to get a, a job, luckily, in Los Angeles and um, decided that it was time to move permanently. Uh, luckily, my sublessee 
wanted the apartment. So it was an easy transfer. He even bought my furniture. It was great. Um, so I had to go back and pretty much move all of my stuff. Well, it wasn't really that much stuff if I wasn't moving furniture, but it was mostly like my clothes, books, um, some electronics, things like that. So I flew back again in October. And so from July to October, not a lot of things have ch had changed. Um, we still had plastic bags with chips and water and no drinks, um, no food. And so... It was it was kind of the new norm, right? We talk a lot about that and everything that we do, these new norms. And and I'm hoping that we get back to being able to get on a plane and have these uh, pretty actually delicious um, meals that Delta serves on a cross-country flight. Um, but between my three flights in March, July, and October, um, things had changed a lot. And things felt differently, for obviously scary. And I started missing a lot of the things that I took for granted when being on a plane. Um, just being able to get coffee, a cup of coffee. I can't even get a cup of coffee or a cup of soda. So these are just little things that, you know, we take for granted. And it reminds us that we need to stop and smell the roses, enjoy what we have. The little things are so important in our lives. And so that was kind of just my kind of insight on flying in March, July, and October and the different things that happened. You know, like I mentioned in March, the plane was, you know, kind of empty-ish. And July was pretty much there was no one. And in October, we started to see again a little bit of people. We're getting into the holidays. And so maybe people are feeling a little bit more comfortable as they feel maybe as as long as I'm wearing a mask, I'm okay. I don't know. But that just kind of was my view point of the whole situation and just seeing people um, flying. So in regards to the, the travel industry in general, <clears throat> we noticed that um, as soon as the pandemic hit, it obviously hit airlines very badly and the prices went down incredibly. I saw flights, cross-country flights for $99 or even $79. And it was one of those things. And this was back in maybe April, May, where you were thinking, wow, I can never get a flight this cheap. But given the situation and how terribly the airlines were suffering, it was something that they had to do. Not sure exactly if that helped, because then as time and the months went by, prices came back up and perhaps came back up a lot more towards the end of September and kind of beginning of October, flights started coming back up and even superseding some of the normal prices you'd see pre-COVID. I don't know why that was the case. Maybe airlines are trying to recover some of their losses from earlier in the year, but it was kind of an interesting um, insight. And let me know if you saw something differently or if you have different thoughts on everything I've mentioned. Um, like I always say, we love to engage with you. You can email me at Suzanne, you can email me at SusannaDiscoverList.com or on our podcast. And so as I was mentioning, 
prices started going um, up again, right? But just in general, I think it's also important to note how countries were suffering, especially those small countries that rely on tourism, countries um, in the Caribbean, for example, or countries um, in Africa and in Asia, uh, these countries rely so much on tourism and it, it, it hurt them really badly um, to not have travelers there. And so they are trying to be very careful about the situation, not necessarily have a plethora and crowds of people come back, but kind of go through the motions carefully and um, safely. I spoke to a friend in Jamaica and he works very closely to the with the tourism board. He mentioned how there was a process for tr uh, visitors arriving to the country of quarantining and and perhaps doing um, certain um, tours um, with other travelers. For other international international travelers and not having so much contact with locals. But as soon as they started doing that, um, it's really hard to keep track of all tourists and keep an eye on all of them. So there started to be an increase of uh, coronavirus in Jamaica and started hurting um, the locals very badly. And so we don't want to do that. We want to be careful. We want to make sure that when we travel to these countries that we're following their protocols. If we have to quarantine, let's make sure we quarantine. If we have to uh, only visit certain parts of the country, make sure that we stay within those uh, sections and not um, deviate from those areas. I think it's important that we uh, realize that this is a temporary situation, that this won't hopefully, fingers crossed, go for long. And um, we as travelers love these countries and we love the locals. So we want to make sure these, these locals, the, the people stay healthy. We want them to continue what they do so that when this is all over, we are able to safely visit them again and help their economy. Another really interesting um, trend that happened was people getting tired of working from home and staying home. And they started working remotely in other states. So a lot of people, instead of just staying home, they would fly to another state and work at an Airbnb. Um, a lot of these companies started seeing an increase in kind of that remote, uh, from uh, remote working in, in an Airbnb or in a hotel. Um, we had a Yanis Moadi in early in a couple of earlier podcasts speak about how his business did is doing really well because people are working from home at his hotels. So that is very interesting because now you're able to rent a hotel just for the day through Yanis Moadi's um, business, Hotels by Day, and be able to just work from there. Um, if you're tired of working from home, I know I am. And the same for, for walls. So you get to rent a hotel room for the day and work from there. 
um, if you go to their site, hotelsbyday.com. Oh, and if you actually put in the Discover List code at checkout, you get a discount. So Yanis was great at giving our listeners that. But as I was mentioning, um, we saw that as well. People getting tired of working from the four walls, and we we understand it's a little tiring. And so they fly to other states and stay at Airbnbs and work from there. We definitely see how companies moving forward are going to be changing their work from home policies and it'll be a, a lot more flexible and lenient and perhaps um, us as travelers will be will find that very helpful right I know that it is something that will help in scheduling our trips throughout the year and just being able to get out of our day-to-day -day, uh, locations and cities that we live in so now let's looking at the industry next year and, and some of just kind of what's happening, what we're seeing. Um, it looks like there's some optimism coming, some hope coming. We see that with uh, the promise of a vaccine and some of them have already been distributed in the U.S. as of earlier this month. We've also seen that things have been uh, more hopeful with the new administration and the hopes of a stimulus package. All of these news have actually helped the stock market. And we've seen some pretty big increases in the stock market um, here and there um, when some of these news have been um, announced. So that's promising. I think that as travelers start to feel safe again, um, we'll continue to see a little bit more travel, perhaps not necessarily internationally, but perhaps more just domestic travel. A lot of some of what's happened in the last few months in the travel industry trends, um, I think will continue into 2021. Things like outdoor trips, for example, people love the outdoors now. There are national parks are increasing in popularity. People are discovering and, and exploring those national parks around um, their home cities. So that's that's promising. They're also called isolation holidays. So these isolation holidays, people just decide to go from their four walls where they're working from home. And like I mentioned, work from another Airbnb in other in another state or in another city. And um, again, isolate themselves is not so much of um, going to restaurants or anything like that, but more just staying indoors and doing nothing really just, um, exploring that, um, surrounding area from their cabin or Airbnb. Also, um, there's lots of dream trip planning. So while we are kind of staying indoors and quarantining, we're all dreaming of that time we can travel again and thinking what is going to be my first trip when I, when I'm able to travel again. So there's lots of that. Um, what is yours? I know that for myself, it'd be great um, to go um, internet, fly internationally. Not sure exactly where yet, but it's definitely something that I want to do hopefully soon. Um, but as we know, the Discover List app helps us with the dream planning. We can um, put things on our bucket list to help us plan when that time comes. So that's a great uh, feature of our app. Um, but yeah, as, as we're thinking and as we're looking um, to the future, uh, dream planning is definitely something everybody is doing right now. And I know social media helps us with um, 
with dream planning and looking at where to go and discover list is definitely one to help you to plan it. So if you're, um, looking at other social media sites and you see something that somebody went posted on discover list on your bucket list and it'll be there um and help to help you plan when the time comes of uh, planning trips again and booking flights and so i um these are all the things i wanted to talk about i wanted to share some insight of 2020 in the travel industry, what's happened with airlines, what's happened with um, hotels and Airbnbs and kind of travelers insight and trends on kind of what's changed and how that's going to be part of what we see in the next year before we are able to completely, fully, safely travel again. Um, I think these are great things to keep in mind and take a note of as we go into the new year. Um, discover list. Um, the app is looking at being able to may perhaps add some features to help you travel during this time and give you some information so that you feel safe to perhaps do it um, either domestically near your home or maybe another state. Who knows? But we want to make sure that you're doing it safely wherever you go and wherever you're at. And obviously also the dream trip planning that we are able to help you with on the discover list app with the bucket list feature. Um, and in our podcast, I want to um, mention that for next year, we have a few things scheduled, very exciting stuff. Um, we have a, a friend of mine who is also a travel entrepreneur. She is going to be talking to us about traveling solo and she is actually going to be publishing a book in the next few months. So stay tuned for that. She will be on our podcast speaking, as well as I'll be talking to medical professionals in um, talking about uh, staying safe as you travel. I think it's important to make sure that we do that, right? So lots of exciting things coming. Now, again, if you would like to be part of our podcast, you can make sure to email us at I want to travel at discoverlist.com. That's I want to travel at discoverlist.com. And we can have you uh, speak to us about your experience either in 2020 or what you have planning for 2021. We've had some great uh, guests um, in our podcast this past year and would love to have more in 2021. Discoverlist wishes you a happy new year 2021. May we be able to start fresh with hope and the energy that 2021 will be the best year ever. See you in 2021, everyone. Take care. Bye.